0: Just about every city now there's like one independent dealer yes. maybe two independent dealers that are like we're gonna be the ev the used ev shop right and they are crushing it
1: welcome to the Matador podcast tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry here's your host jason harris Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Matador Bus Cast. Bus, bus, cast. Yeah, bus cast. I like that. I've done podcasts as in planes, trains, automobiles, and yachts, and I've yet to ever do one in a bus, but here we are. We're going to do it in a bus. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you guys, by the way, taking the time to come jam with me today. Uh, we get in, to talk in your bus. In, bus. in the bus. I heard bus. next year it's going to be a blimp cast, though. It's going to be an electric... Blimp, gas, that's what it's going to be. Hey, so hey, we did to talk everything we want to talk about EV. So, uh, you know what, before we kind of get into our conversation today, let's take a moment to kind of introduce yourselves and let's start with an origin story. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, because I don't think anybody just wakes up one day and goes, huh, automotive. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go spend my career. <laughs> so let's start with that. Just introduce yourself and how you got started in the business.
2: I'm happy to go first. So I did not wake up and say I want to be an automotive. What what wait, you didn't? I did not. Oh my gosh. I did not. But <laughs> here I am. And automotive is the only professional space I've ever worked in. So I went to undergrad for business and marketing. And I loved the data side of it. Mm-hmm. So I was a little intimidated to move into sales where I really love the marketing research parts of it though. So I worked for a small startup out of school doing market research projects. And this is going to make me sound like an absolute dinosaur but this is the <laughs> best part of the story. We were doing surveys. We were doing a number of surveys for dealerships who hired us to send paper surveys out to the people who had recently bought vehicles with a dollar (laughs) stapled to it, to, (laughs) yes. mm -hmm. Not
0: quarters, but a a A dollar. dollar. A paper
2: dollar, (laughs) we would get the surveys back, we'd 10 key in the information, and then crunch all of this information in detail. And the dealers loved it to the point where then we developed a customer relationship management software A DMS provider purchased it and data, data, data. I've always been in auto in some way, shape or form involved with data.
1: So it, it got into your skin. It did. It and did. You're in, right?
2: I'm in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I just
1: love
0: what just happened there. Like instead of yada, 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 you went data, 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 data. data. That, I'm just going to use that from now on. You it was just so good. good. Uh-huh. So good. Awesome. Uh-huh. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> All right. Origin story.
0: My name is Scott Case. I'm CEO and co-founder of Recurrent. And uh my origin story, I guess we'll get into what that is, but yeah. my origin story, so uh I've been in software and technology and then uh energy efficiency, actually residential energy efficiency, helping people make their houses more energy efficient for ten years and then uh kinda got out of that and um after my, a company was acquired and I was like, Oh what's my next way of chipping away at the climate problem? Mm-hmm. I'm like, obviously we haven't solved it, you know? So uh I was like I kinda st- pick my head up in 2019 i'm like this is weird there's batteries driving everywhere on the roads now like that wasn't the case 10 years ago so i was like kind of just sat down i was like oh, okay well i know a lot about energy data from all my from the last 10 years and um i'm gonna give this a shot let's see what's going on here with, with with electric cars and where can like where's the puck going you know yes. uh, that that needs to exist that doesn't already but i have to say i think i was always sort of headed towards auto because <laughs> Uh, I always used to love negotiating for, uh, with car dealers over, um, like as a customer. Like I would actually go and do that for friends because I loved it so much. So I, I don't think you know, I made a know, lot. You
1: know, we have a term for that in our industry. Oh boy,
0: what is it? Lot lawyer. Lot lawyer. <laughs> I, I, I would wear I would wear the sales reps out because I was just like, I thought it was a game. It's super fun. You know, <laughs> anyway, so I, I've That's been awesome. I've been heading to this industry for a long time.
1: That's very cool. You know, it is funny. It's a lot of people ask me, like, how did you get into cars? I, I, you know what? Um, funny thing, I don't think I've ever shared this. Um, my, me and my dad used to play this game. We used to road trip like a lot, like and my dad loved driving at night because less traffic and mm-hmm. I don't know, the kids aren't screaming as much in the background. Right. right. And we would play this game when the two of us were up. <laughs> Where we would have to guess the car based on its headlights and as it got closer and closer and closer so the farther away you could guess it yeah. the more points you got and you know the closer it was fewer points and stuff like that so i mean i could i could call out a car just by its silhouette of its headlights for for years i don't think i can do it anymore but you know but it's yeah it's a passion and it's something you mm-hmm. just kind of get into it and you just you fall in love with it and electric vehicles man i am so, for it right now, I've put but, my but it's a whole in. new set of headlights. Mm-hmm. First it's of a whole all, whole new oh, and the really headlights are really headsets. cool it's looking, really you know. Good now, looking. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I actually put an order in for a Rivian R1S, yeah. Um, it's amazing. Uh, for me, it checked off every single box that I could ever want in a single vehicle, 800 horsepower, zero to 16, three seconds, and that's with the entire family in the car. Come on, how awesome is that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, amazing off-road capabilities, four separate motors, total control of torque and spin and everything from every single wheel and room for the entire family. I mean, come on, it's amazing. It really is. Now, now you know what the coolest thing about uh, the, about Rivian i found so far, and I think the entire industry can learn a lot from it, is how they've stayed connected with me since I put a deposit in. So I don't get like a once every few months, like, hey, this is what's going on. I get a daily notification from them. They have this amazing thing called Rivian Stories, mm-hmm. and it's probably gonna be a year, year and a half before I see this thing, but I'm already feeling insanely connected mm-hmm. to the brand. I think there's so much to kind of unfold and unpack there, you know? I
0: have I have a uh, pre-reservation right now for an F-150 Lightning and a Volvo EX90, and you know how much I've heard from both of those dealers? Yeah,
1: Nothing, exactly. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I just think, so look, I think there's, and I think there's a lot to be said, you know, about, EVs because of the, the culture that can be built around them. But let's start with that. What are both of you guys this kind of first experience of an EV?
0: Hmm. I'll start. Yeah. So, uh, I lived in Seattle for 15 years, um, no garage, no driveway, no off-street parking on my side of the street. So I was not an early adopter EV driver, right? I actually moved a year and a half ago to Tacoma, Washington, and I have a garage for the first time since high school. And so I went out, got, uh, we got a Volkswagen ID four great car, super fun car to drive. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just, I don't know. You know what my first thing was that really sticks out how smug I felt driving past the gas station with $6 <laughs> a gallon, ga- you know, gas and every time and every I like, just so smug, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, my first EV experience, Jason, and I should actually say, you know, when I got so excited about sharing my origin story, I don't even think I told anyone my name.
0: <laughs> Oopsies. No. I think it'll be, you can fix that in post, right? It'll be like, it'll yeah. be right down here on the yes. screen, yes. Kirsten Von Bush, Yes, experience. we'll put Kirsten right, we'll put right down yeah. the Kirsten, bottom.
2: All excited about my dollar story yeah. that I was like, oh yeah, by the way, Kirsten Von Bush, I work at Experian. <laughs> my first EV experience though was, it was a date night with my husband pre-kids. So I mean, several, several, several years ago. Teslas were just coming out mm-hmm. and we had this reservation for dinner and then we were going to a show afterwards. So I mean we had a timeline here we had to operate within. And they had 3 Teslas in front of this restaurant. Okay? And they were offering free test drives.
1: Oh at the restaurant. Uh-huh. Yeah, so
2: smart. and I mean what did you have to do? Provide them your contact information. <laughs> of course, right? And but we had this reservation, and we were meeting another couple. So he's like, "I was like, no, you really want to do this? Go ahead, go test drive it." <laughs> he's gone forever.
0: <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone. I know. I was like,
2: "Well, I, you didn't really want to eat before the show, did you?" Because I was like, I, I, "We had a reservation. We had to sit down. We've got, we've got, we got tickets. We had to the show. We gotta go." And oh, he was gone forever. He loved, loved, loved this. <laughs> so he has been lobbying for an electric vehicle ever since. We haven't found quite the right fit yet, just because he can't quite narrow it down and land on one. But I will tell you that we We redid our driveway. I (laughs) saw two of them over the holidays and I was like, I'm lobbying there. Uh, When we redid our driveway last year though, we had it reinforced for the extra weight because we are definitely Ooh. looking for an suv wow or there we go. that's that new. is mm-hmm. good. Yes, yeah yes. yeah yeah wow. mm-hmm. uh,
0: for the record n- you do not have to pave your driveway especially if you want to get an ev <laughs> not in the you're least. good yeah. not
2: in the least this was <laughs> yeah. purely superficial we were doing it anyway <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well let's let's talk about um let's go consumer adoption um you know there's there's, there's a lot of really really big bold statements being made right now around EV. There are some OEMs uh, that have some monster statements that are not that far from here of of expectations. By this year, we're gonna be 100% EV. By this year, all right, this is how many vehicles are gonna be on the road. And it's, I mean, it's some seriously large numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, what what do you guys kind of forecast right now?
2: Yeah, well, Experian, we don't provide an actual forecast, but I can tell you what the data does say.
1: Yes, let's do So it.
2: from a vehicles and operations standpoint, right now for purely electric vehicles, there's about 1% of vehicles in operation that are electric. Okay? So from a comparison standpoint, there's over 280 million vehicles, cars and light duty trucks in operation. Okay. So while 1%, you're like, well, that's not a whole heck of a lot from a registration standpoint, that's why everyone is so excited about this. Because if we look at new retail registrations for the last rolling 12 months, EVs have exceeded 5% for straight electric vehicles. And when you layer on then hybrids and that as well, the percentage only grows. So from a adoption perspective, people are predicting that that 5% is really the tipping point for rapid adoption yeah. and just mass adoption for the market.
1: That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. I think the numbers are only going to go up. What are you seeing yeah. right now?
0: Well, and, and Ben, by the way, there's big changes, uh, differences regionally. So in California, mm-hmm. that same period, 25% over the last 12 months. Wow. I've Ren- registrations.
2: Yeah. I mean, California it's, as a whole has, right. 40 percent of the (laughs) electric vehicle registrations just new retail la alone that dma represents 15 percent of all new retail ev registrations across the us it's huge
0: so um what i think is interesting is that we've clearly in all the survey data and all the sort of market research you you all have done a ton uh we have hit a point where the majority of americans now say I would either I'll consider an EV for my next car or my next car will be an electric car. Uh-huh. Right. So there is, we've clearly gotten into mainstream buyers for new EVs. Yes, The story is a little different on used EVs. And I think that's what there's a, there's a really some interesting stuff we're going to get into on how to get, um, the mainstream customer get comfortable with a pre-owned EV because there's a different set of kind of concerns that come with that. But on the new side, like it's full steam ahead. Every, I mean, I will say we, we don't do forecasts either, but we uh, we're the peanut gallery for people that do do forecasts, and so sort of, we've looked at you know every single forecast that's out there. Boston Consulting Group, Bloomberg New Energy. If you look at all their all their forecasts, like year after year after year. They're systematically too low. Every year they they take the same model and they run it and the magically it's 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 way higher than it was before, right? And so we're just blowing past all these all these things. When we ex- we exited the year. Uh, for battery electric and plug-in hybrids, which are, I count as bat- as electric cars because, like, you barely ever get gas in them anyway. Yep. Basically, most people drive 30 miles, you know, a day. And so you told those together, the numbers for December were 9% of all registrations mm-hmm. for pl- plug-in hy- cars with plugs, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And that is just, like, we're that's the baseline for 2023. So we're going to... Honestly, we're going to blow past the expert forecast again this year. So I can't wait to see no, BCG do their thing again. You know. So anyway, but we, what about, you know, we we just make fun of other people's forecasts. You know, we don't do our <laughs> that's own. That's what you get to do. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's, awesome. that's, that's our job.
1: Well, let's go down that rabbit hole of pre-owned EVs. You know, because uh, honestly, you know, maybe this is the dealer principal coming out, and me, I, I'd I'd be excited. Um, you know, because I think there's such an opportunity to create a niche. You know, you know, here's the thing I find with a lot of used car departments. And I've consulted with many dealerships across the country. Is a lot of these used car departments suffer from an identity crisis. They don't know what they are. They're a used car sedans and used trucks and used vans and used SUVs. And they just have a mishmash of everything, you know. Uh, but I think there's some amazing used car uh, operators out there that are getting wind of this and I've already seen it right? where it's like, but these guys already understood this, right? They knew that they were going to be the number one used minivan. Mm-hmm. All right. Spot. So instead of going there and having, you know, seven pre-owned minivans to choose from, they have 70 mini minivans to choose from. And I already seen some of these big used car players look at it the exact same way. If I'm going to go EV. Why have one model, you know, uh, why when I can have 45, you know, to choose from, but I think there's it's an education that kind of goes along with it because uh, there's there's still that consumer fear. Yeah, right. Range anxiety is a big thing, and then just how do pre-owned EVs really stack up? Yeah. You know, and it's like no one, I think, is really kind of telling the story. But I'd love okay. to get you guys' perspective.
0: Let me start with just saying like uh, so I started the company recurrent three years ago because I realized people were asking different questions for a used EV than they ever did for a used combustion engine. And, you know, you've had an iPhone, like, long enough, probably several. Yes. You know, the battery wears down. It means, it means you can't talk all day. Literally, I have my phone actually plugged into your bus <laughs> right now uh, because I wasn't going to make it through the rest of the day. And uh, and so we realized people were asking these questions, like, how's the battery? How far will I be able to go? How will that change in different, in, like, winter versus summer? I've heard batteries don't hold up in the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how's it going to change over the course of time? Like, all these questions that, like dealers are like uh deer in headlights when mm-hmm. the when when a customer walks in they're yes. afraid to not to know less about the product than their their customer does you know and so um so th- so we realized this is a great opportunity to kind of come in and and answer those questions with i mean there's a you know experience is a great example there is a rich tradition of of third-party valuation services and uh, out there that help people sort of like answer those questions this is a Huge purchase for most people, right? Yes, and so, uh, and so, you want to de-risk that, right? And we realize that that the battery was this huge risk and just like thing looming in people's heads that, that is not there for the new EVs, right? But it is for the mm-hmm. used EVs. So that's what we sort of went down the path of uh, and produced a, we call a recurrent report that basically just like gets into it. Like, how's the battery? How far does that mean I can go? How does that different in my weather versus somebody versus like a different climate? Mm-hmm. All those questions are what we sort of lined up for, for, the, for the buyer. And
2: from the experience standpoint, That's exactly why we created the alliance with Recurrent. Right. Ta-da!
0: We're working (laughs) together now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because they have this rich insight and they're able to provide that confidence to both the dealer Mm -hmm. as well as the consumer about that pre-owned electric vehicle. And ultimately, I mean, we want the dealer to be able to buy and sell pre-owned EVs with confidence. And that's where putting the recurrent battery report with the auto check report because, you know, an electric vehicle is still a vehicle. Yeah. And you still want to know was it in an accident? Does it have damage? Does it have a title brand? All of that insight. But you have to know about the battery health for an electric vehicle. So we needed to really have that additional information appended to. Absolutely the existing traditional vehicle history report to give that full, complete picture for the used electric vehicle buyer.
1: And, and I think it's amazing. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think it's amazing. You guys are doing that. I, the, the consumer confidence and the dealer confidence uh, will really be something else. And, and I, look, I don't think dealers should be afraid of this, mm-hmm. you know, backed up with that type of data. Yeah. All right. There are a lot of opportunities, EVs like, yeah. Have you seen what it, the, the margins on an extended warranty on an e- pre-owned EV is? As a dealer, that makes me quite happy, um, you know? And, and warranty adoption so far, I know that there's not a lot, but the warranty adoption on pre-owned EVs is insanely high. Mm-hmm. It makes sense.
0: You know what's nuts though, is that uh, I'm pretty sure nearly all of those warranties exclude the high voltage battery because no one has data on how the high voltage batteries are going. Yes. <laughs> so like there may be one who's like starting to do that, but like.
1: Well, they are, they're starting to. Yeah, they're that's, starting that's, to that's, cover that's the saying. battery. I think yeah. it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think, you know, combined with what you guys are doing and yeah. as we start to grow and the warranty industry kind of catches up with right. it, mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know, we're removing so much, so, uh, so much of the fear out of it. But then, but then I still think there's a monster education element. Yeah,
0: it, it totally, you're totally right. And, and most like for everybody out there, like, EV batteries hold up better than iPhones, right? First of all, like they're they're holding up better than what people expect them to. And so there's not actually like... It's not like oh they're all failing within a couple of years, and although that was what everyone was expecting at the beginning for the first you know generation, um, but uh, what we're most of what we're doing is not like oh that's going to fail. It's more like okay the EPA range on that car was like 260 miles, right? That's by the way wrong all the time on day one. They're never accurate, right? Uh, even at the beginning. And then over time it wears down based on factors like weather or factors like was it charged in dc fast charging all the time or like how did people um did they did they run it all the way down to zero and all the way back up all these different factors that like frankly didn't matter for combustion engine cars but now they actually do so and the difference can be not it's like typically it's not like oh this battery's dead and this other one's not but the EPA was 260 miles, you know, one car with same make, model, year, trim, and odometer could be like 240 miles max range or 220, you know? Mm -hmm. They're both fine, but people are gonna wanna pay more for the 240 than the 220. And so that's what we're helping them figure out.
1: You know, it's funny is like, I think of this, and I love diesel engines. And, you know, when I think of big commercial trucks, when I first started in the industry, that was, that's where I kind of cut my teeth. I did a lot of commercial business. And, you know, commercial trucks with those diesel engines, they don't ask you how many miles are on it. They want to know how many hours of operations. All right, it was. Because the truck could have twenty thousand miles, but depending on where it was and how it was being used, it could have sixty thousand hours on the on the thing because it never got turned off, you know? And it's like to me it doesn't seem to be much different then yeah. than what it is now. Again, it's just a different level of education.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So let's get let's get into um Actually, I want to get into range anxiety. All right, I want to Let's get do range this. anxiety. Right, Let's do this. you know, because uh, like I think everybody has it, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that maybe kind of drew me to the Rivian product uh, was uh, their their push to put uh, EV charging stations in very obscure outdoor places. Like they're like okay this is going to be an off-road vehicle we want people to go out and off-road so they have these these adventure they call them I think they call them adventure stations yeah, they do, yeah. right and they're in like trailheads like trailheads like yeah. and stuff like yeah. that and, and you know some of them are even built on some solar power systems and right. stuff mm-hmm. and like it is, it is really really cool what what these companies have done but what I think was even cooler when I really kind of dissect I'm like okay well that's cool but why does it make me feel cool is that they're they're, they're building a brand. You know, and I, and I think dealers, you know, have a major opportunity here to build a brand around pre-owned EV and own it because no one's done it yet. Mm-hmm.
0: There are in every, just about every city now, there's like one independent dealer, yes. maybe two independent dealers that are like, we're going to be the EV, the used EV shop, right? And they are crushing it. Mm-hmm. They are. They, yes, are. they are because they're they know like uh, they they know how to look at the We're working with a lot of them already uh, and they know, oh, I, I just look at this, you know, like we help. I mean, thanks for buying and selling with confidence. That's a really good point. Like we're helping our dealers. Uh, understand what they're getting because they don't know otherwise either. And then turn around and explain that to their customers. Right. And so the the customer experience is better and the dealer isn't buying any sort of dogs basically. Yeah. But, um, but you know, the, the, the Indies that are sort of out there like doing going all EV there's room for that, like in a lot in, in almost every city. And then they're starting to pop up in suburbs and everything like that. Exactly where the, the willingness to pay for, you know, people are like shifting over that 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 fuel type preference is, so I, 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 I don't think it's long before there's this is like five percent to ten percent of every dealer's inventory, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much no matter where you are, and and this and that all of a sudden is like it's a big deal to pay off to to pay attention to,
1: and it's a commitment, right? Like our, my staff needs to be educated. Yeah, you Absolutely. know, they they don't need just to know if we're Nissan dealership, they don't just need right. to know about the Nissan Leaf, all right, mm-hmm. or the Aria. They need to know everything about uh, Cadillac's lineup and everyone and they need to know everything about GM's and Ford's lineup. And, you know, so yeah, it's it's an education. It's a process. Look, guys, I know we're getting towards the tail end of our conversation uh, today. And I and I love this partnership because I, I just it's that. It's that next real big step to creating confidence in, in, in a niche market that I just think is just going to continue to grow and just be mainstream. So very, very excited that you guys are a partner. Uh, makes me happy. Um, but for everyone out there watching and listening right now who would maybe love to connect with you guys or follow with your journey or even learn a little bit more about this partnership, what's the best way to do so?
2: Yeah. Well, we just launched this, right? So we just had this announcement at NADA and We'll be having a lot more information coming out so i would say the best way for additional detail first and foremost is to follow us on social media right experianautomotive.com and we will be putting information out there that will direct them to the experian automotive site where someone can contact us for additional information um, just as a whole and then of course you know um fairly active on social media where if anyone has <laughs> any questions or I'm happy to have them reach out and I can get them direct to the right place as well.
1: Awesome.
0: If you want to nerd out on battery stuff like I, I, I do that all day long. <laughs> all day so, yeah, we're it's RecurrentAuto.com is our is our site. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think like we're just really excited to be working with Experian because like just the network of dealers that are out there that already have auto check in place. that This just ends up as a supplement to is like just amazing. So, yeah, this is going to be cool.
1: This is going to be very cool. Very yeah. cool. I think we're definitely going to have some follow up after this. I mean, I know this is just the start of a beautiful relationship for you guys. So we're definitely going to have some follow up. Hey, thank you so much guys for taking the time to jam with me today. This has been a lot of fun.
2: Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited about this. We will chat in the future.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You take care. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Matador podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Be sure to check out the full podcast library at matador.ai to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe.